1: The JSE Securities Exchange has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening. And this morning I'm speaking to Pietri Riddlinghase from Herenia Capital Advisors. Last night in, in, in the States, things started off on a tentative footing, Pietri, and then they ended up being looking rather buoyant. It was, a, it was sort of a turnaround session. As the previous night was a turnaround from good to bad, this one was from bad to good, in a small way anyway.
0: Yeah, I think we spoke on um, Monday, I think. Yes. Talking about how strong the market is and how, you know, you've eventually got to capitulate and go long. And then Monday night, the market goes from 2% green to 1% red. That was a massive swing. Um, And yesterday reverses that. And now if you look at where U.S. futures are, they're up 60-some-odd basis points again. uh, Solidly or squarely above 3,200 on the index. Um, So volatile, but... I suppose, still moving in the higher direction. Um, yeah. Like you said, the session started off really weak. I think what, what spurred it on um, at the end is, is obviously just um, well, two news items, two really big-ticket news items happened. One, uh, the U.S. Uh, is being tough on Hong Kong, uh, a.k.a. China, uh, by basically not giving Hong Kong any kind of special treatment and also putting some sanctions on them and all sorts of stuff. I'm not exactly center of all the details Uh, and the second one is that there is a um you know there's more talk of a vaccine a vaccine a vaccine Mm. uh that should be ready uh you know it's going through the next phase of testing and every time there's sort of vaccine news the market just really Uh, gets going
1: yeah if I was an investor I'd be very careful of that obviously you have to hang on to the coattails of the the rhetoric and of the of the rumors because everyone else is going to do it so you've got to do it but I'll be very very careful about any sort of vaccine vaccines sometimes take you know three to ten years to to come to market so if they rush something um, I'm not sure of its efficacy and 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 we don't know about side effects either so we're anyway
0: literally got to treat billions of people hmm you can't make it you can't make a mistake um but anyway yeah so but the market does rally very strongly on the back of any kind of vaccine news at this stage i mean i think that discussion we were having the other day around does it make sense at this stage do the fundamentals line up with, with, with sort of asset prices um does that even matter anymore I don't know these are all questions that investors are asking themselves It's stuff that I'm asking myself um I mean what do you do and I think that the, the answer is really just keep doing what you've always done which is look for extraordinary opportunities where things um you know have a logical sort of way that they could play out look, for example oil at this stage is uh feels like a like a 3 to 5 year home run um and you understand the the market, and you you understand the the you know the fundamentals are playing. You understand the companies that you invest in. So you know, rather than trying to see the whole puzzle and figure out where every piece goes, uh, just focus on the things that you can understand and look for opportunities where you can you you know that are um, under your nose. And there are always you know things to invest in for the next three to five years that are going to grow.
1: Yes, indeed. What have we got on the Stock Exchange News Service this morning? Tongat shareholders are hereby advised that Tongat will be placing reliance on the market notice of the extension afforded therein as it is expected that the publication and distribution of the company's financial results for the year ended 31st of March will be delayed. Okay, well, that's un- understandable, share price. Um, yeah, that's understandable.
0: The uh, longest way in history to say that, though. Exactly. I want to just say so we're going to
1: be late and, um, and that's the end of it. We won't be able to celebrate with a drink once we have published the results because we can't buy any alcohol at the moment. Uh, Let's have a look now at what's happening on on the markets. I'll go to the spot prices right now. Uh, As you said, the S&P futures, the NASDAQ futures, the Dow Jones futures are all doing quite well, but if we look at our prices – Starting with the currencies, they look quite a bit like this. Starting with the dollar rand, which is, and the rand's had a really, really good couple of months, I must admit, and it's getting even better now because the rand is 0.6% higher against the US dollar. It's 16.63. It's 20.97 against the British pound and 19.02 against the euro. The euro much stronger than the, the other currencies mentioned. Uh, the euro dollar, this is a big story. Again, another 0.3% down for the US dollar and stronger for the euro. Euro dollar now 114. 35. I seem to remember earlier this year it was something like 104. I can't
0: remember yeah, it, really.
1: it wasn't it that low? I mean the the yeah, the, the it was euro was really it's,
0: really strong. I mean let's quickly have a look. I think one of the major themes we're gonna see for the next um for the next potentially even couple of years, really, is one of a weaker dollar, huh? Hey? Yes. Um to be very honest. Yeah, one earlier once one stage this year it was at uh it was of. One of six, so not quite one of four. Okay.
1: But anyway, that's a big move from 106 to 114 and a half in terms of a a massive, massive market like that with hundreds of billions changing hands. Uh, That is a really, really important move. Last night in the United States, the Dow Jones was up 2.1% after a dodgy opening. The S&P was up one and a third percent. The Nasdaq was up nearly 1%. Uh, This morning in the Far East, Tokyo is a 1.6% winner. Shanghai down 1.6%, though. Hang Seng more or less flat, just slightly weaker In, in Australia. The Share in Sydney up 1.9%. The gold price, yeah, it's consolidating above 1800. It's 1811, we'll call it, up a couple of dollars an ounce. The platinum price is up 5 to 837. Where is palladium,
0: please? $1,974. So that's, I think, down from when we spoke on Monday, but up uh, uh, just under half a percent. Uh, on the day.
1: West Texas Intermediate Crude is up 1% or 40 cents per barrel to $40.69. Brent Crude Oil is $43.27, which is up 37 cents per barrel or nearly 0.9%. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's also holding steady. That's gone very, very quiet after a tumultuous year so far. S&P futures just… Uh, I think
0: just uh, it, as mm. a little heads up, at some point today we should hear the results of the OPEC meeting. So there was actually some talk just heading into that. There was some talk that they were look, looking at um, easing some of the production constro- production restrictions that they put on. Otherwise, they want to produce more oil mm. uh, because they feel the market is nearing balance, We should probably be… Makes sense if you, you know, to bring the oil price down a little bit to keep putting the squeeze on those US shell, uh, sort of shell gas producers. Yeah. Um. But watch out for that. That'll be coming out at some point later today.
1: Okay. So forty dollars is the mid level, but even certain of the OPEC. Producers can't make money at $40 a barrel. So there's something's got to give at some stage. Okay, uh, what else have we got today? I'm going to have a look at the the big movers. And I've got a reference uh, for Sheeney. I haven't seen the latest price, but I know it's up again this morning. I've got for Sheene here, if I refresh my screen, up around about 4%. Now, this is an interesting one because normally you get the knee-jerk reaction to a deal. They're buying at a, at a knockdown price jet from, from Edgar's edgar's consolidated stores and you would think well okay it goes up seven or eight percent but it was it's been i think now a three or four day rally which is unusual what do you make of fashini
0: um so the the technical analyst in me is basically going to say that it's ranging between 60 rand and 80 rand which is a colossal size range by the way but Mm. it has been doing so since around the 23rd of march when it bottomed out after the COVID crash you can call it Mm. Uh, and it's been going sideways between these two levels since then. Sorry so the about the banging was, in the
1: background, by the way.
0: It's all right. <laughs> um, so, the news that we heard now with the Jet acquisition sort of acts as a catalyst to to bounce it up from 60 to 80. So, I wouldn't be too surprised if we do see uh, Fashini trading at 80 Rand within the next two weeks. Um, the question is where to from there? Does it break this range and sort of reverse back towards 100 Rand or does. Um, you know, do we, does it kind of peter out eventually like, okay, well they got a great they got a great deal, but the SA economy is still in the trash can, so, you know, the downtrend continues. So for now, I think that's probably the more, you know, which one of those two scenarios plays out, I don't know. But for now, the very sort of safe bet, if you want to call it that, is um target price of eighty Rand within the next two two or so weeks. Uh, seems like the logical conclusion for me.
1: One of the perils of working from home during the um, quarantine period, Peter, is the fact that you just don't know what's going to happen outside. There's some scaffolding going outside, uh, going up outside my uh, apartment block. So anyway, that's that. On the upside, we have Distel today, having had a, a bit of a mauling yesterday and the day before. Distel is up 4.1%, let's call it. Fortress A is a 3.7% winner. Sassel is up 3.4%. TFG um, as Previously discussed. Uh, it's only up around about a three and a third percent now, but a really good move. And Royal Baffer King Platinum is up three percent. On the downside, I've got Capital and Counties down two and a quarter, Redefined down one and a half, Adcock Ingram, haven't seen those uh, people for a while, down one and a half percent,
0: and a company called Vivo down 1.4 percent.
1: Anything else outside of those ones?
0: Uh nothing really that stands out. I want to give a, a, a special shout out to Jubilee Metals Group, 92 cents currently up 2.22%. I mean it's a penny stock right, but um, But you own it, right? Yeah, and I think it's one of those that I th- I really like the story behind the stock. I think it's going to do really well. Um Give us your
1: argument because I've never spoken about it. Please, please tell us why you like it and why you like it at ninety-two cents and why is it, it is at ninety-two cents and where it's come from, if you would.
0: So it comes from. Uh, I have to. I have to go back with the with the data here. Mm. It comes from. I think the highest price. Well, the highest price that I can see it was nineteen rand a share, mm. um, and that was in two thousand and seven. Right. Um, back then, it was. Uh, try on its hand at it being a traditional platinum miner. It actually still has a mining right on a piece of land that probably has um, the richest platinum deposit on Earth. The problem is that it's underneath a granite slab that's like, uh, you know, very, very deep. So it's practically, for all intents and purposes, unminable. Um, anyway, so what they've done over the last couple of years, and I, and I use that term loosely because it's been... 13, um, but they've basically been working on or have developed a sort of process, if you will, I don't want to say technology, but a process, a way of reprocessing tailings, mine waste, yep. um, in order to extract the, the sort of um, mineral or the, the metal that you're looking for from it. So that's, again, I sound like a sense uh, article at this point. Basically, what they're doing is they've figured out a way that they can take scraps, from uh, from dumps, tailings, and all this all the rest of that stuff, put that through a series of processes and machines, uh, and out pops gold, platinum, precious metals, right? Mm. Uh, PGMs. And they can basically take a pile of tailings and get the same amount of um, sort of gold from that as what was taken out of that stone the first time it went through the machine. And they've got off-take agreements with pretty much most of the miners in the, in the, in the platinum sector, um, as well as some operations in Zambia and all sorts of other things where they you know, do more industrial metals, and they're just a really, really, really efficient way of uh, mining. So They don't have to dig for anything. They basically have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tons of material that they can work through. Um, they can yield the same amount of gold from you know, 100 tons of tailings as what that 100 tons of tailings yielded when it was first processed.
1: That's interesting. So, so they're, 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 really they're leaders in their field, producer. in other words.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, they had to lose their way along the way before they had to kind of reinvent the wheel. Uh, and now only over the last couple of years have they been working on this sort of new process and setting up deals. And only this, was it? No, last year, for the first time, they started production again uh, in something like five years. So, um, yeah, I think that this is going to be well-positioned. What about the PGM it deposit low-cost? underneath
1: the slab of granite, as you put it? Uh, is, well, it is there I any mean, way they can get it at some stage? Obviously, technology will advance and they might be able to, I don't know, come in from the side or, or smash this giant piece <laughs> of, of granite. I don't know. There's got to be something you could do if you've I got mean, that, that precious reserve below, uh, below the surface.
0: I think that's a problem for like 50 years from now. I think – I mean <laughs> – well, they're not the first people to try and uh, uh, get those types of deposits out right i mean that deposit has changed hands a few times too and everyone thinks all oh, this is great but the, the all practicalities to mine it is just too impractical and too expensive right it's too mm-hmm. deep there's too much material between uh, the surface and it so what their focus is is literally just um you know this sort of I don't want to say recycling, but sort of reprocessing of what other people have discarded. And they've got basically deals with most of the platinum miners uh, on, the, on the PGM belt, um, off-take agreements for their tailings, mm. right? The more tailings you produce, we'll just take them, uh, run them through our machines and you know, out pops platinum. Very and nice. They can do that for a third of the price. That's Pretty what good. it would cost a traditional miner, right?
1: In that case, uh, we shall keep an eye on Jubilee. Give us the indices after just over one hour of trading, if you would. The JSE indices from Petrie Riedlinghuis.
0: <laughs> All righty. So the top 40 index is up 1.1%. At this stage, Resource 20 index up 1.2%. Industrial 25 up just over 1%. Financial 15 also strong, uh, just under 1% up for the day. Um, in the general retailers index uh, up 1.8 percent so that actually uncharacteristically strong compared to what it's been like in the last couple of weeks uh in the mining space gold mining up around eight tenths of one percent platinum mining similarly up around three quarters of one percent
1: pichu thank you so much for your time this morning that's pichu Ridling Hayes from herenia capital advisors in johannesburg and that was the opening